Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name's Mark Van Sickle, and I appreciate you listening to this podcast. If you could, continue to download it, subscribe to it, and give it a five-star rating. Would really appreciate that. It goes a long way. And if you could tell a friend about the podcast as well, if you know somebody who's a Jayhawk fan, who, or maybe if you don't think they're a Jayhawk fan and they'd want to be a Jayhawk fan, have them tune into this podcast. They can download and subscribe as well. Plus, give it a five-star review, and then the ball just keeps rolling. So I wanted to just uh, put that out there for you guys before we got into today's episode, but let's get rolling with it. What a time to be a Kansas Jayhawks fan. Of course, the basketball team coming off the national championship last year, and then in the offseason, I was talking about it this past summer, there was some great synergy within the football program. Lance Leipold building it the way he wants to build it, getting 19 transfers coming in from other schools, the the most transfers of any Big 12 team in football this year. And now your Kansas Jayhawks are 5-0. and What a time to be alive in Jayhawk Nation. They won against Iowa State. They won 14-11. to It was a hard-fought, close win in the second half. KU didn't even score any points on offense, and they still pulled out the win. So the Kansas Jayhawks are now sitting at 5-0 and on the season, 2-0 and in the Big 12 standings. That's, that's number one right now in the Big 12 standings. And not only that, but that win launched them into the top 25 for the first time in 13 years. The Jayhawks landed at number 19 in the latest Associated Press poll and number 17 in the latest USA Today coaches poll. Now, I'm just over here. I'm kind of giggling over here. I'm giddy about this because before the season started, I was probably the only one in America that projected KU to go to a bowl game. I did. You can go back. You can see all the articles up at heartlandcollegesports.com. I wrote about it. You can go back into the archives of this podcast. You can listen to some of the old episodes of the Jayhawker Talker I was talking about how KU would start out the season strong because I thought they could beat some of these teams at the front of the schedule. Then the schedule gets a little bit more difficult as the season goes along, but I thought they could start out the season 5-1, and 6-1, and one, somewhere in there. And now they're 5-0 and oh on the season. They're in the top 25 in both the coaches and the AP poll. And not only that, Kansas Jayhawk fans, not only are they in the top 25, but they are going to be hosting ESPN's College Game Day this Saturday in Lawrence, Kansas, for the first time ever, taking on TCU, another undefeated team in the Big 12. 11 a.m. is the kickoff. College Game Day going to be doing their show live from Lawrence, Kansas, before a KU football game. Now, they've... Game day has been out there for basketball a lot at Allen Fieldhouse. This is their first time at David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. They're going to see what the booth's all about. I know you guys are going to show up to game day. You're going to show out and be loud. I know you are, and I'm very excited to see where this goes. I'm going to try to make an appearance out there at game day. I, I can't guarantee it, 
I have a, a daughter who has a soccer game Saturday early afternoon, so I wouldn't be able to stay for the game, but I'm going to try to get out there for college game day. I'm going to try to join you guys in the crowd, be loud, everything like that. So college game day coming to Lawrence is such a big deal. And it's because the Jayhawks got to this 5-0 and start. TCU being 4-0 and helps as well. Both teams in the top 25. It's a top 25 matchup, two of the best teams right now in the Big 12. Crazy to say, because going into the season, I think a lot of people had KU and TCU toward the bottom of the list in the Big 12. But here we are. And before I get into the game with TCU, I just I want to go through this game with Iowa State. Because last week we were talking about it on the podcast. Kansas has won games in so many different ways already this season. They ha- they started out with the blowout win against Tennessee Tech, start to finish, led the game, no big deal. Then they had West Virginia on the road, their first road test. They were down by 14 points early in the game. They overcame that all the way back to take the game to overtime. They win the game in overtime, 2-0 on the season. They go play at Houston, another team that was in the top 25 to start the season. Again, they find themselves down by 14 points. They come back very quickly, take the lead before halftime, and then they never look back. They win it by double digits. So they had a blowout. They had a close game where they had to come back and go into overtime and win the game. And then they had a game where they fell behind early again, came back, and held the lead the whole second half. Then you had the game against Duke a couple weeks ago that they led from start to finish, but it was a close game from start to finish. So they had to learn to win with the lead. They had to have a close game from start to finish. And in all four of those games to start the season, the offense led the way. They were in the top five in scoring offense after week four. They had Jalen Daniels at quarterback, who was leading the nation in QBR. He jumped into the Heisman conversation. And Kansas being a top-five offensive team, that's what they relied on the first four weeks. They knew that they could outscore their opponents. The defense was kind of getting their feet under them. They they had a lot of transfers, just like we talked about at the beginning of the podcast today. They had transfers in that they knew could make an impact, but maybe it would take a few weeks. So the defense still getting their feet under them. They knew that the offense was going to have to carry them. And that's when the Iowa State game comes into play. Things were different against Iowa State. The defense had to win this game for the Jayhawks. That's something that before the season you would not have expected. Even after last week against Duke, you would not have expected the Kansas defense to be the reason why the Jayhawks won the game. But the defense took control. The offense couldn't get first downs. The defense had to set the offense up to score. And here's the most notable play to me of the game. Kansas gets up to a 7-0 lead early in the game. And to try to capitalize on that, Kobe Bryant, the Hawk Mamba, gets an interception and sets Kansas up for another score. They get the interception in the red zone. They're already in the red zone. The offense was gifted points from their defense, and sometimes that's how it has to go. 
you don't always put up 45 points in a game. You don't always score 35 points in a game. Sometimes you can't even score 15 points in a game. You need the defense to step up. That's exactly what happened. KU gets off to a 14-0 lead against Iowa State. Iowa State comes back. They do a they do a, capitalize on a quick scoring drive before halftime. There was a strange two-point conversion. They had a missed snap on the extra point attempt. Their their holder went ran around for the two-point conversion. KU leads 14 to 8 going into halftime. In the second half, what happens? The Kansas offense doesn't score any points. But what does the defense do? They only allow three points. They continually stepped up to the occasion. They pushed the Cyclones. They they pushed the Cyclones so much that they were forcing them to go for it on fourth down. Now, the Iowa State kicker missed three field goals, so that could have had a part of it. But the Iowa State Cyclones were 5 of 18 on third down conversion attempts. They went for it. Five times on fourth down, which they did convert four of those. I don't put that on the defense necessarily because they got the three out, three and outs like they were supposed to. But the Jayhawks were relentless in their pressure. They sacked Cyclones quarterback Hunter Deckers five times on the day. It was an incredible effort by the defense. I did not expect the Kansas defense to come out and dominate like they did. Again, the Cyclones missed three field goals, which ultimately cost them the game, including one with less than a minute left in the game. It was a, it was a suspect call by uh, Matt Campbell, the head coach of Iowa State. They had fourth and one, probably fourth and less than one, and they decide to kick a field goal, a 30-yard field goal, instead of trying to go for the first down and maybe getting a touchdown in the final minute of the game. That was a questionable coaching call by Iowa State. They missed their third field goal of the game. They were trying to play for overtime. It didn't work out. But I also credit Kansas's defense because part of the reason Campbell didn't want to go for it on fourth down, fourth and one there late in the game is because the Kansas defense had been playing so well. If he didn't have another play that he felt comfortable with, running there on fourth and one with under a minute left in the game, he had to kick the field goal, and that's what he ended up choosing because Kansas was playing such stingy defense. And that's what it came down to. The offense couldn't score on Saturday in the second half. The defense controlled the game. And now this team has been tested literally every every way imaginable. I... Coming into this game, I didn't think that there was a way that they'd ever win a defensive battle. But once again, the Jayhawks proved me wrong. They're 5-0 and on the season. They've won it in every way imaginable, including winning a defensive battle. Their offense is still one of the best offenses in America. But on a day when they couldn't score points, the defense stepped up, and that's what needs to happen. And now it's on to TCU. It's on to college game day coming to Lawrence, Kansas and featuring the Jayhawks program that's been the best story of the 2022 college football season. TCU, the Horned Frogs, coming to Lawrence 
with a 4-0 record themselves. So they're ranked 17th in the AP poll, 19th in the coaches poll. Flip it the other way around for Kansas. Ranked 19th in the AP poll, 17th in the coaches poll. But TCU coming off a big home win. I know KU eked out a home win last week against Iowa State, a game in which Iowa State was favored to win. TCU went into their home game as a nine-point underdog to Oklahoma, and they absolutely blew the doors off the Oklahoma Sooners last week. They won 55-24. TCU's offense couldn't be slowed down, and their defense knocked Oklahoma quarterback Dylan Gabriel out of the game. The TCU player, his name's escaping my mind right now, got thrown out of the game for the the late hit. Uh, I I'm pretty sure he's able to play because he got thrown out of the game in the first half. But that's something to keep an eye on this week. Keep your quarterback healthy because the Oklahoma offense just could not come back against TCU. TCU is one of those teams, they're tough on all levels. They can play, they've got a running back, they've got good receiving weapons. On defense, they've got a little bit of a stingy defense. I think that if Oklahoma would have had their starting quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, out there the whole time, I think they would have been able to keep pace with the TCU offense. But that's not what happened. TCU's coming into it 4-0 now. Uh, KU's got to be looking out for what TCU's been bringing to the table all season. I wasn't sold on TCU before that Oklahoma win, but now I respect what they're doing. They won a couple cupcakes early in the season. That big win against OU was an eye-opener for me, though. A lot of people still have reservations about Kansas. Some still have reservations about TCU, even after that big win against Oklahoma. Both of these teams, Oklahoma State, still the top team in the Big 12 at this point. But Kansas and TCU are right behind them. The winner of this game will be up there with Oklahoma State as favorite to win the Big 12. Kansas State right there as well, but this is a huge game for the Kansas Jayhawks. They've sold out the last two home games, thanks to you guys. You guys have showed up and showed out. They're looking to sell out their third straight home game as college game day rolls into town. The booth has to be going crazy. The booth. It's going to be packed again. You guys got to get out there, get loud, be proud. All of you Jayhawk fans are going to be out there to prove that this team is more than just a mirage. You guys are out there to help them get over that hump. TCU is coming into this game as a seven-point favorite. The Jayhawks are back to being an underdog at home again, and that doesn't sit well, not with the players, not with the coach, but not with the fans either. You guys need to take this as personal as the players do. Going out to the booth, knowing that your team is a seven-point underdog at home, you guys need to get loud, get behind the defense. Whenever the quarterback's in the huddle, get loud, just like you do at the I know that there's some crossover between KU fans and Chiefs fans. You guys know how to get loud. You've, you've set records inside of Allen Fieldhouse as the loudest college basketball arena. You guys know how to get loud. There's no question about that. Now it's just packing the booth again, selling out this game, 
and being loud and proud for your Jayhawks. You're gonna you're gonna be out there to show college game day that it is not just a basketball school. This is a football school too. When the Jayhawks have something to cheer for, you guys are out there. No disrespect to any of the teams from these previous 13 years, but they've stunk. You're not going to go out there to every home game when you're losing to teams like South Dakota State. It's just that's just how it goes. When you put a winning product on the field, you're going to sell out games. They've already proven that this year. Jayhawk fans are ready to roll with their football team. October used to be the month that, hey, you know, now it's basketball season. Whenever they have late night, hey, it's basketball season now. Not this year. Not this year. Kansas Jayhawk football is here. And they're not, I know that I've been seeing Lance Leipold's name come up in rumors for other schools. I know Nebraska has a head coach job that's open. Colorado has a head coaching job that's open. Wisconsin, just in the last couple days, which that's that's where they're, the biggest rumor right now is Lance Leipold to Wisconsin because he started his collegiate coaching career in Wisconsin at Whitewater Division Three school, won six national championships there. But I don't think they're stealing him away. I think Leipold is here at Kansas to build something I don't think Leipold's here as a stepping stone. I know that might sound weird for a Kansas football coach, but this is a place where Lance Leipold could build a program to compete in the Big 12 year in and year out. You have Oklahoma running to the SEC. You have Texas running to the SEC. You've got teams like BYU, who's a top 20 team coming to the Big 12. You've got teams like Cincinnati, who's a top 25 team, coming to the Big 12. You've got Houston, who was a top 25 team to start the season, coming to the Big 12. You've got UCF, who's been good in the past. But Kansas can be a team that competes in the Big 12 in football. Lance Leipold showing that this year, and he's going to continue to show it. I think he's sticking around for the long haul. I do. Another thing that I saw this past week, not just the rumors about Lance Leipold potentially going to another school, which I don't think he's going to, Jayhawk fans, just saying. I think he's sticking around. But the Jayhawks are now jumping in to bowl game projections. I personally love bowl game projections. I love looking at those. Even after the first couple weeks of the season, I like seeing where people are projected to go. And Kansas is sneaking into some of these bowl projections now. And a lot of the outlets that I read this morning before recording this podcast are saying that they are projecting Kansas to play Texas A&M in a bowl game this year. Texas A&M went into the season as a top 15 team. They've struggled a little bit. They've lost a couple games of late. So who knows what Texas A&M is going to be like at the end of the season. The Jayhawks still have a long ways to go as well. But... I've seen a few publications say that it could be Kansas against Texas A&M in the Liberty Bowl. I've also seen a few places say Kansas against Texas A&M in the Texas Bowl. So the Liberty Bowl is taking place in Memphis, Tennessee on Wednesday, December 28th. That's a 4.30 central kickoff. 
And the Texas Bowl is in Houston, Texas on the same date, December 28th. That game would be at 8 p.m. Central Time. And if they went to either of those bowls, I'm just saying right now, Jayhawk Nation is going to show up. December 28th for a bowl game. It's the middle of the week. It's a Wednesday night or Wednesday afternoon. Memphis, Tennessee is an easy day's drive from Lawrence, Kansas. Houston, Texas is an easy one-day drive from Lawrence, Kansas. Or you can fly there either way, whatever you guys feel like. But I know that Jayhawk Nation is going to show up for whatever bowl game Kansas gets to this year. And I'm saying that because after this weekend when they beat TCU, they're going to be bowl eligible for the first time since 2008. That's right. I'm going out on a limb right now. Despite TCU being a seven-point road favorite, the Jayhawks 5-0 and at the moment. The Cinderella story will not end here. Kansas beats TCU in front of a packed house at the booth. They're going to win this game in a close one, 34-31. They're going to show College Game Day and their crew that they're for real. They're going to show the nation that they're for real. And they're going to win this game, move to 6-0 on the season, become bowl eligible the first week of October. I'm calling it right here. Have not been wrong yet. And I know that you guys are looking forward to this game on Saturday as well. I do want to make a quick note before we end the podcast here that it was just announced that Kansas at Oklahoma, that is the Week 7 matchup after this game against TCU. They announced that that will be an 11 a.m. kickoff. So another back-to-back 11 a.m. kickoffs for KU. That game on Saturday, October 15th, will be aired on either ABC or ESPN2. So that is something to look forward to as well after this weekend against TCU. Very excited about this game coming up. College game day in Lawrence, Kansas. Doesn't get any better than that. Hopefully I'll see some of you guys out there at college game day. Um, But until next time, this has been the Jayhawker Talker podcast. You can always get at me at Jayhawker Talker on Twitter, at Mark the Overseer. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Give it a five-star review. Would really appreciate that. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Check out all of our latest articles and podcasts from the other schools as well over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.